The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. Brother, we just went through the Thanksgiving holiday, and to me, Thanksgiving is every day. We didn't get a chance to come on air to tell y'all happy Thanksgiving, so we'll do that uh, now to tell you we pray and wish that you had uh, outstanding Thanksgiving. You fellowship with family and friends. You had a lot of laughter and remembrance of good things and glory, so uh, what the good Lord has done for you. So happy Thanksgiving uh, in retrospect. Likewise, Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And I got to give a special happy thanks to my Ravens for showing up last night. That's <laughs> right. We're going to start right there. Um, look, now I got to ask, if we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, I have an early Christmas present. I need Santa to bring my Ravens offense back. Because if it wasn't for my defense last night, we would have some issues. Look, you can't expect your team to go down there and handle their business on the defensive side. Great, the opportunity for the offense to do what they need to do has sustained drives. Yeah. So if your defense is keeping another team to three and out, and they're going to stay rested, but your offense rewards them with their own three and out, come on, man. We could have had that game to three points last night. Ray Lewis has famously said, this gives 14 points, we got the rest. Look, what is Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Marlon Humphreys, doggone Davian Clowney, who has a resurgence, the boys in the front, OA, Pierce, what they got to do, man? I mean, you're going to give them 60 minutes of ball, and you're only going to, we're going to make sure they only have 10 points, could be three. And offense says we give them 13 points. I love what Lamar Jackson said afterwards. He said, look, these game balls that we have right here, easily, it should go to the defense. Big props to Zay Flowers. He saved Lamar. Um, but I don't know what happened last night, man. I'm glad we're still 9-3 and we're number one seed in the, in the uh, AFC. But I'm not comfortable with that because there's three losses that easily could have been wins. And last night's win easily could have been, been a loss if you ain't playing them sorry tail chargers. So that's how I want to start this off with my Thanks. Uh, what you say? Yeah, <clears throat> got a chance to watch the game. The Chargers just as much gave that game away, too. So what you want is dominance, and the Ravens are not showing dominance. And not, I don't know why, uh, but I can pick a, in, in a couple of spots. It's the quarterback. Uh, as good as he is, as much talent as he has, there are times he just misses the throw, you know, uh, it's going over the wrong shoulder, for instance, or he's overshooting and or he's pulling it down and leaving it on himself. And and or it's this it's the OC getting used still even after 
over half a season has gone by. He's still getting used to these players and the talent and what he can do. He hasn't gone into the lab sufficiently enough to be able to utilize these talents, these skilled positions to their fullest. Zay Flowers, for instance, you and your boy, the running back Mitchell. Bad boy. Bad. We're talking about speed. We're talking about speed and a quarterback with speed. They should be leading the NFL in rushing. They should be. But something's missing. And I want to, I, I don't know what it is. And so I would have to start with the OC. And, and, and still, Lamar has the opportunity at the line to change the, the play to utilize, to read the defense and, and change the play. So something is going on. Either he's not reading it correctly or the, the play that's coming in that they're executing is not being executed properly. Something is not clicking because the defense is doing enough. They're doing their job. But the offense, we're talking dominance again, should be more dominant. They should be with all the, the skill that they have. Uh, we haven't even talked about Beckham. And then Andrews goes out. and But his second... You know, his second, uh, Blakely, is it likely? Likely. Likely, yeah. Is not, you know, a, 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 a stepchild. The boy can play. He's skilled. He's athletic. Again, all of these skilled positions on the Ravens are not being utilized to the maximum potential. Once that happens, the NFL needs to watch out. To include Lamar. Lamar, everybody can see, man, he's been on the cover. Man, he's been the MVP. He's got this, this talent. But collectively, as a unit, offensively, they're not yet all together yet. That's where I will start. Bro, you're right. He has the keys to the Porsche, the Lambo, the Bentley, the, the Maserati. I mean, hell, he can even have a Honda Accord in there, a Yugo. You name it, he got it. He's got a freaking arsenal. And so certain weeks, you see this, this awesome play by him. And I thought a couple of weeks ago, all right, it must have clicked. And even the pundits are talking about how it clicked because he's just pinpoint accurate. So definitely, again, Zay Flowers saved him last night. And maybe it is still that comfort, you know, that binky, you know, the pacifier that it maybe has with Mark Andrews. He lost Andrews. Guess what? He's not there. But to your point, likely is like that dude. I mean, he is about that business. And so you still got Zay Flowers who's going to give you down the stretch. Uh, he's going to stretch the field. And then Mitchell, this cat man got speed that like you talked about, elusiveness. And, and every time he seems like he has the ball, it looks like a threat. So I would like to blame more on Lamar still getting the kinks and understanding because yes. I think the OC has put them in position. Okay. I would like to understand, one, why he holds the ball a little bit too long. And instinctually, maybe it's like he's overthinking. Instinctually, many times it looks like he could have ran. But then he gets sacked because it takes too long. And then the fumbles are still going to be an issue. It's great enough to make it through the regular season. Yeah. I don't think this is good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. They may even make the AFC Championship game. But you look at teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are well coached by Doug Peterson, and obviously we're going to keep talking about Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And those are the two biggest threats. In a couple of weeks, the Ravens get to play Miami. Miami still haven't had a, a quality win yet. Um, they, they're beating up on kids on their street because they're the big guys on the block in the AFC East. But when right. they get outside their conference, they get their lunch handed to them. So they still haven't been tested. But when it comes to the AFC, Ravens should be that team.
but it's which offense shows up, which means which Lamar shows up to orchestrate that team and give us that complete game. Defense can't do no more. They can't well, do no more, man. Well, going, they get a bye this week, and they get a, uh, almost two weeks off. Perfect time to get it together, you know, rest, recover, and reset, you know, get it together and, and build on what you, what you have already. You're right. Those three losses, could, they could be easily wins. They could be undefeated right now. Um, but I think, um, I think they have what it takes to really go all the way. I really do. Uh, they got the offense. They got the defense. Can they uh, mature at the right time? Can they gain momentum, get momentum, have momentum at the right time? Because that's really what it's all about. Going into the playoffs, in the season, going into the playoffs, want to be healthy, and you have to have a little bit of momentum. Luck can play a part in it, but you don't want to rely on that. It's skill. It's, it's, it's execution. It's play calling, and it's pulling it off. And Lamar has the ability to do that. Bruh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Let's see what happens. Bruh, so talk to me. Did you watch the Bills versus Eagles, dog? And oh, my so, goodness. What you think is, I mean, dog, there's so many storylines in that game alone. What do you, what's, what's your take, bruh? I am so almost through with the Bills. You know, they remind me a lot of the Cowboys have all the talent, have all the tools, have a quarterback that's, you know, better than B, you know, almost B, B plus A rated quarterback. You got the defense, you got the offense, skilled positions, and yet you find a way to lose. That's the Bills. You find a way to lose. How do you let somebody kick a 60-yarder? How do you let them get in field goal position to kick a 60-yarder? Okay, all right, it happens because they are professionals also, right? Talking about the Eagles. They are professionals also. So you go into overtime, you kick a field goal, good, everything's good. Somebody got to show up on defense. Somebody got to show up on defense. And you know what it looked like, man? It looked like we talked about it in the green room a few minutes ago. When it looks like the JV against the varsity. When the Eagles decided to play the game, it didn't look fair. It didn't look right. Big brother really just beat up on little brother and did everything they wanted to do. They, they were flawless pretty much in overtime. You, they got the ball. Jalen Hurts, if it's not Lamar that wins the MVP, it's got to be Hurts. As far as quarterback play, those two, yeah, you always got to count Mahomes in, right? But we're talking about these two in particular right here, right now. And they're black. And they're black. Anyway, <laughs> Jalen pulls it down, and he gets 10. Pulls it down, he gets five. But the yardsticks are always moving. They don't cause themselves, they don't self-destruct. You know, they're professional. And they went about their business when it counted. They marched right down the field. And guess who scores for them? Jalen Hurts on a quarterback draw. Okay, come on. So, you know, if it's more about the Eagles, and we should give the Eagles all the credit, or if it's more about the Bills just folding up like an old cheap suit. And I think it's, both can be right, but I think it's more the Eagles. you got to give the Eagles credit. They are 
the uh, NFC reigning champ. They're acting like it, and they act like they want to go back. They act hungry, and that's what happens when you go as far as you did last year and you come away as the bridesmaid, okay, or left at the altar. That's what happened to them. They are ready to take names. They kept receipts, and they're coming back, and they look good. Yes, I saw the game. I'm disappointed in the Bills, though. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, They went to Super Bowl, and they left something. They would say they left their rings, and they're going back to pick them up. But you also said something else that that I like to, to build on. When they wanted to play ball, they played ball. And I, I, I like your analogy of big brother putting them in a the nookie. Okay, you're beating me up. Oh, oh, let me. Okay, you know what? Game over. I told you to stop playing. Yeah. Um, I told you to stop playing with me. Yeah. I told you, bye out. Now they start crying. They're going to tell mama. <laughs> but eventually, they can't keep doing that. Because they did that against the Cowboys. Try to give them the game. You can't catch it. You can't catch it. They jump up. They can't get it. You can't catch it. You can't. Catch it. No, they can't. They can't. One day, somebody's going to hit him in the gut. He's going to drop it. They're going to catch it. They need to stop playing around. They clearly were the better team last night. Right. Clearly. And you're telling me in the first half, well, they gave them like 10 points unanswered because they made dumb plays on their side of the field. And I said, Are you really going to, is this really going to happen? Are you all really going to lose to the Bills like this? I mean, lack of discipline. Then even towards the end, on a game-winning drive, Kelsey, a veteran center, all-star twice on the same drive? So those kind of things like that, then the defense had that miscommunication where if if Josh Allen hit his man and if him and Gabe Davis were on the same page, that mm. get, we're having a different conversation right now. So stop playing around with these teams you're supposed to beat and beat them. Maybe they're bored. Uh, and I can understand that, but the race is not over, like you stated. You made it to the show last year, came away empty-handed. So that should be something enough to keep burning in their side, saying, look, we cannot take plays off because someone's still trying to take us out. Now, from an AFC standpoint, I'm very happy the Eagles did what they had to do because they took another L away from another AFC team if the Bills continue to falter, they're not going to make it to the show. And I believe all those, at least two or three of those playoff spots are going to come out of AFC North. But to your point, the Eagles had that game. They were the better team. They just took a long time to wake up. It still should not have gone to overtime. So now you want to play from come behind unnecessarily. And you still, you know, you, you came out on top in the rain, a 60-yard field goal. So people who got to show up, they showed up. But they easily easily was trying to play around too much a little brother so the buffalo bills there they got problems and it actually started before the season started you remember uh Diggs and he was talking about he's not you know just being a diva really where the quarterback josh allen has to they have to have a, a powwow you know to appease and make everything go away does it go away when you call out you know your leadership your coach, your team, you're not getting the ball, blah, blah, blah. You're trying to shine greater than the team itself. So that's one of the things. And and so even just this past week, they fired the OC for the Bills. Uh, so Sean McDermott, uh, he's a defensive, we, go, we use the word guru too much, but he's a defensive-minded coach. 
And so he's got to be on the hot seat right now. They're having problems and it's, in, it's more internal. And then on any given Sunday, you got to go and battle with somebody else. I believe they got to fix what's going on inside before they can fix, fix whatever's going on on the outside. Uh, and so Diggs, I think, has talked too much. His brother was speaking up for him, talking too much, you know, and when I'm hearing about it, it's too much. So they, they, I won't say Josh Allen, I love him as a fantasy owner. I'm, I don't own him, but as a fantasy owner, if he were on my team, uh, he, he, he's a, he's a the golden goose. He just keeps bringing it in and bringing it in but it doesn't equate to wins. And so we're not talking fantasy now. We're talking about livelihoods. We're talking about wins and losses. We're talking about co costing jobs. And it may cost the coach his job. It already cost the OC his job. Yep. The coach is next. And who else? And, and you know what? Once the coach is gone, it's going to be on the players. And so some, it's got to be fixed internally uh, for the Bills. There is that song I found back in the days called Burning Down the House. Remember that song? <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> Burning Down the House. Look, like you said, it happens internally before it comes out. There is a fire happening inside the Buffalo Bills house. Yeah. There's seats that are starting to get so warm that jokers are getting tossed overboard, a la Dorsey a couple weeks ago. And if Dirk McDermott is a defensive-minded coach, they're going to say, well, damn, where's the defense? We got 10 points up on the defending AFC, the NFC champs in the ring. We have the lead. So what's up, partner? What are we getting for our money now? We kept saying for how many years now? Oh, they're one play around. This is their season. This is their right. season. Right. I think their window has closed, bro. There are now, they're six and six, I believe. They're 500 team, man. And the AFC, the AFC conference, it's pretty tight, man. And they're not even, again, they, they were the best team in their division. They were the best team in their division. That belongs to the, to the, to the Dolphins right now. They got one more game, at least against the Dolphins. Yeah. So you look at that, you look what's happening in where the AFC South, you would have thought only the Jacksonville Jaguars, but nah, they got a young cat named, what, CJ Stroud over there that's going yeah. for that second place over there. So that's two spots right there. Yeah. So that's three playoff spots. Then you go to the AFC door. We got my boys, the Ravens. Cleveland. Cleveland is still yeah. playing around. They got an opportunity. And, and the Steelers. And the Steelers. That's two. That's five. And then you got AFC West. You got Buffalo Bill want to play around with it, bro. I, that, 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 if they don't do yeah. it. So the only way they're going to get in, yeah. the only way they get in is they got to win the division. They got to win the division. That's, that may be the only way they get in. And yeah. that's still dicey because Miami Miami's not going to give up that easy. Yeah, they'll beat up on the Patriots. They'll beat up on the Jets, you know? That's, that's easy money right there. Yeah. But yeah. they got to have to win the division. they got to win the division. Live and in concert, Jeffrey Smith. Billboard Magazine's number one smooth jazz guitarist, Jeffrey Smith will be bringing his smooth jazz hit music to the New Year's Eve party like never before. It's all happening at the Skyline Entertainment Center, 4201 Skyline Avenue, El Paso, Texas, December 31st. Doors open at 7 p.m. 
show starts at 9 p.m. sharp. Bubbling champagne, dinner, great DJ music, dynamic dance floor with good people like you and more to bring in 2024. Please don't miss out. To get your tickets for this grand affair, dial 915-241-6457. That's 915-241-6457. Or go to SkylineEntertainmentCenter.com. That's SkylineEntertainmentCenter.com. Check out the main event flyer for more contact information. Tickets are also available on Eventbrite. Jeffrey Smith, live, in concert, New Year's Eve party, Skyline Entertainment Center, El Paso, Texas, experience Jeffrey Smith. Who else you looking at, baby? What else took your eye this weekend? Well, I'm just, you know... I'm just happy with football, man, on Turkey Day, getting my football. But what I will say, while you were talking, I was thinking about Joe Burrow and him being out for the season, you know, with his injury. Uh, I didn't – how sad it must be to be a Cincinnati, the Cincinnati base, the, the, the fandom that they have there. Uh, they still have a decent team, and the substitute teacher will not get them through this, this monster, this, 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 this season. And so I, I feel for the fan base for Cincinnati when Joe, Joe Burrow goes out. So I was, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened for him. Great ball player, man, a wrist injury, just that simple, a wrist injury. That's, that's the thing that got me most um, out of this weekend. I did get a chance to see Kansas City a little bit, and they played against the Ra- Raiders, and that's a division game. And so, you know, the division game, and they got a, a – interim coach down there that the teams are the Raiders are playing for uh, Antonio Pierce I believe that's his first name but Mr. Pierce who was a giant should be in the Hall of Fame if he's not in the Hall of Fame uh, linebacker and he's got that moxie about him he's got that swag about him he's got that Raider like mentality you know and and so since he's been at the helm for the Raiders they played better you know uh they still have problems at quarterback, but the quarterback that they have is providing stability. He's getting the ball out. He's getting it to the skill position. You got Jacobs. You got your boy. Is it uh, uh, Adams? Adams. Yeah, you got your bad Adams out there. Myers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got. They got a good team. You got uh, Max Crosby on defense. You, you got a good team. They got to yeah. find out what they're going to do with the quarterback. So. They need to take the interim tag off Pierce, honestly. When you can get players to buy into the leadership, you're a winner already. Now it's all about execution on the field. So uh, Baby Davis, Al's son, you need to get out of the way. You know nothing about what your daddy did and how he built it, and you know nothing about football. Get out of the way. That's another topic we talked about earlier. We got these billionaires who are playing fantasy football. And again, we're playing with livelihoods. We're talking about people that have been playing bas- excuse me, football from the age of three, who have gone on to Hall of Fame that know the game. And yet you got the money, but you don't know the game. 
trust in football men to make football decisions and then get out of the way. Jerry Jones, uh, excuse me, I'm talking about Mr. Davis. Get out of the way, okay? So take the interim tag off Pierce. You're already winning and just put the, give him the tools, give him the, the things that he needs to be successful and you'll be surprised at what happens. Cannot agree with you more. Look, Antonio Pierce is from L.A. He'll tell you in the heart, but he's from Compton, South Central. Anything you saw, <laughs> men's society, boys in the hood, loving, but it don't matter. If it was made in L.A., that's where he's from. Them boys, as you talked about, are playing hard for him. Win or yes. lose, they are playing hard for him. Yes. Give the man a chance. Yes. Give the man a chance. You're going to give Josh McDaniel a chance because you want to try to duplicate this Patriot Way thing that's obviously falling apart, even in Patriot Kingdom itself. Yes. Antonio Pierce came in there as the true leader he is. His guys rallied around him. He is remaking the culture in the middle of a season. Give the man a chance. Yes. You know, that's that would be probably the biggest slap in the face. If if Davis fails in this. That's all we want. Removing the interim and not even replace uh getting a new coach in there. Yeah. Who's coming as an outsider. Pierce had been there for some years. Yes. And again, ding dong, the witch is dead. The new coach comes in and Antonio Pierce. He gets his first two wins. He runs to some quality teams in the next two weeks. I mean, you're playing that defending uh, Super Bowl champs. And he comes up with an L, but the boys still played hard. Yes. In fact, the boys had the lead. So I would hate for the season to, comp- to conclude. And the Raiders have done all they can as far as a team rallying behind their quote-unquote interim coach. And he'd not get the opportunity. If yes. they're going to call, if 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 Indiana last year is going to call Jeff Saturday out of the freaking ESPN booth, yeah, to to run a team with no coaching experience, Al Davis, you all are more professional ran franchise. Uh, sorry, Mark Davis, a more professional ran franchise than Indianapolis. Give my <laughs> boy a chance to show up and show out and restore the auto wind. Here's the storyline we've got to touch. What's going on in Denver? That's five in a row, brother. I mean, it, it, they, they were left for dead. The, the, they were on machines. They were on ventilator, you know, and it was beep, 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 slow heartbeat. They, I wanted to give props to Russell Wilson for staying professional, staying the course, and the coach. But everybody, to include you and I, we were here talking about uh, maybe it's over up there. Maybe something needs to be shifting up there. Something needs to move. Well, they don't have to listen to you and I. They don't have to listen to the pundits. They don't have to listen to ESPN or any other talking head. Play the game. And that's all they've done. They've released some veterans, let some of the rookies run on that defense, and let Russ cook enough. Not totally, but just enough. And so what what does it look like now? They're, after being left for dead, they are in the playoff hunt. What? After, was it, they went 0 for 4? You know, they are in the playoff hunt. Russ is looking good. Now he's not looking like a Super Bowl champion. He's not looking like a Pro Bowl quarterback, no. He's just needing to not make mistakes. And the defense, man, the defense is, this is the same team that gave up 70 points against the Miami Dolphins. 
Look at look here now. Look here now. Okay, so I got to give props to Sean first as the, you know, the he is the head uh, of the snake up there. Uh, and then Russell, but change of course, maybe Sean had a plan. You know what? You say, okay, it's not working. I need to pivot. I need to pivot, but be strong in the pivot. And he pivot to the strengths of the team that he has, not the strength that he wants, the strength that he has. And he can build later as the season go or seasons go and get through the draft and do the free agency. But you got to play with what you have. And I saw a pivot. We see a pivot when you can go five straight and we're talking about against Kansas City we're talking about some stud in in, in the Cleveland I didn't think they were going to beat Cleveland so they they are handling their business they're taking care of their business and they're irrelevant again gotta talk about that bruh I mean what do you say about that you're right I already had my bible <clears throat> I had my rosemary <laughs> I have my cross, and I was about to read last rights to Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the Denver Broncos. I was outside as waiting. I even had my white clerk, uh, clergy collar on. I was ready, bruh. And and look, as you said, I ain't I ain't I ain't too proud to say I was wrong, but they were left for dead. You owe it five. All indications say they are comatose. They're not coming out. Did you sign the DNR? Do you have all the paperwork in order and beneficiaries lined out? Because they were left. But this is the difference of a quality organization. Because John Elway wants to run a quality organization. Then a top-tier coach. Coach didn't fire Russell while he probably thought about it many times. Right. He said, man, this project ain't working. Pete yeah. Carroll must have known something. He says, no, let me see what I'm doing. That what a great of a leader. Because he has to say, before my team is not ready, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. What am I doing? How am I setting my team up for success? I could blame Russ all day, but he defended his quarterback in the offseason. Yep. So it's great to say I'm going to defend him in the offseason. Now let me defend him in the end season, especially after they lost to the Jets. But he, whatever he did, as a coach, man. Now, I'm not saying they're going to give him coach of the year because we don't know how to, to season, but 0-5 to 5-5, bruh. And, and, and still saying, all right, Russell, you're a Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, you're a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm a Super Bowl winning coach. There's no way we're going to lead this team this way. So I agree. It's amazing from a leadership aspect what he's been able to do. Does he get the credit? Because you go up the street, you come out the mountains, make yourself to the east, southeast over there to Carolina, you fire a coach who just got fired back-to-back -back seasons for two different teams. Now, what the hell is going on? Right. You get fired, Frank Wright, from Indiana. You were supposed to be a quarterback guru, and what you've done led uh, Carson Wentz and that team to Super Bowl. You bring Carson with you to Indiana. And you bolo, you get fired. Now you come to Carolina. Again, we're talking about quality organizations, quality coaches. You're a quarterback guru. You get the number one draft pick in Bryce Young. The organization says, we're only going to give you 12 games to figure it out. You don't figure it out, you're gone. But 
come on, man. Yeah. I mean, so you got a lot of a lot of play. I mean, he's looking at what Denver did to still try to save their season. Yes. And what Carolina has done to throw the season away, but what they how they how from a leadership aspect. And then we're wondering what which way goes back to the late, late uh, Raiders. Which way will Mark Davis go when he's seeing the results of a coach being successful so far? You got right. two examples. You got Denver, you got the Denver plan, and you got the Carolina plan. Well said, man. I love it. Carolina, uh, we should not even bring them up. And from, th- from this point forward, we're going to ban them from the show until they show us some promises, until they show me some act right and some get right. We're going to ban them from, from the show. They don't deserve to be mentioned on this show. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. To be, but I'm done with them. I'm done. You got anything else? I'm about good. Carolina? Yeah, nah, Carolina's nah. done. Done. Nah. Don't give them no air. Don't give them no time on this show. They don't deserve nah. it. Nah. But what I would want to talk about is the, the, the playoff tournament, in-season in tournament for the NBA. You, I know you had some thoughts. You have an opinion. What do you have? What, what do you want to share with us about this in-season tournament? And anything in the NBA as we wrap things up. Russell Crowe asked everyone in the movie Gladiator as he played the role of Maximus, are you not entertained? <laughs> yes. Look, Russell, a.k.a. Maximus, I got an answer for you. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Look, what can only get me off the couch on the Eastern Standard Time Zone to watch my <laughs> Lakers play the second games? You give me something worth watching. Not only are my boys above 500, but Adam Silver has cracked the code on what makes October, November, December basketball exciting basketball. Relevant. How you can compete against the NFL. You throw an in-season tournament, bruh. Yeah. Like, yo, I just saw the commercial. They're going to have the actual championship game on December 9th. That means I've been watching basketball. NBA, since the tip-off in October, all the way to December. Because they give me something to watch, they give me something to stay up for. Minus these old crazy color uh, courts, I don't have, I don't understand what that's all about. But other than that, bruh, these guys are playing. Yeah, I enjoy it, and and it's like it's like two seasons one. Obviously, they call it in season tournament. Two seasons because on those two different Fridays they got tournament game, and you can see the tenacity and intensity of the players play. And then you got the midweek game, like the Wednesday Thursdays, like whatever. How can you? How else can you explain the Lakers being four zero in this tournament, but then in regular season they're like, "Yeah, I might," you know? <laughs> I, I, I play. I get blown up by thirty points by the Sixers, but let this be a tournament game. I'm yeah. going all in, so yeah. I enjoy it, bro. What's what are you thinking about it? Uh, well, kudos to Adam Silver and NBA management, you know, the league as a whole, to be able to try something like this, you know, and so. It's exciting to the fans, to me. It's exciting when I see the players, you know, themselves buy into it. They're playing hard. They're playing for it. Maybe the incentive is half a million dollars per player. That's what get me a little bit motivated. But they're, they're playing competitive ball. I'm seeing overtime games. I'm seeing people dive on the floor. I'm seeing early season, uh, late season play in early season games. You hear what I'm saying? Like something is at stake and the tournament has a whole lot to do with it because even though there's a tournament, it counts till 
the season standings as well. So it does matter. And so you say crack the code, make it relevant, make it exciting, be entertained. We are all those things and above. So kudos to Adam Silver and to the Players Association to even agree upon something like this. And so, yes, I'm excited. It, the one turnoff is the courts. You mentioned the courts. Man, I, I, I don't have seizures. I don't have epilepsy, but I was watching it one day and I felt like, don't mind the tick, okay? Don't mind the tick, mind your own business, okay? But dang on, I love it. It's, it's, it's creative. It's, it reminds me a lot of the, the playground when you look at the courts, how some of the playgrounds got designs on it, different colors, different paints. And so that's each city representing their own, their, let's call it their own, their, their own uh, clique or their, their crib, you know, if you will. So uh, I love the individuality, yet there's still one league and the excitement of the in-season tournament is real. Speaking of the Lakers, they didn't do so well tonight. But I think they'll get it together. They're suffering from injuries, but that is not an excuse. We will never use injuries as an excuse. You play the team that you have, and you will play against the team that's in front of you. Well, they went up against the 76ers, and Joel Embiid, he may not, he's the reigning MVP. He may not win MVP again, but it looked like an MVP against Anthony Davis tonight. It looked like Anthony Davis was. That little brother, we, you were talking about earlier in your analogy, you gave a, a few noogies. MB gave him a noogie and, and gave him a cup check. So, and he <laughs> went back, he told mom, mom, mom. Well, mom is tired of hearing it, okay? So, MB was playing that good. And his composition of his team, MB's team, was better than the Laker team today because Embiid, when double teamed and when he had to pass it out, he didn't mind passing it out and they were knocking down the three. It was good. Classic inside, outside basketball, old school. It reminded me of old school and that's how it looked pretty to me. 76ers, you look pretty against my Lakers tonight. So kudos to the 76ers. Lakers, you just got to get it together, get healthy. You're relying so much on Bron, but he is the best player. And Davis just was overmatched tonight. Hey, yeah, sounds good, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Uh, you all heard it here, fans. <laughs> I put my team on band if they ain't making a 500 because I'm not wasting my precious hours of sleep on the Eastern Standard Time watching subpar ball. And right now they're above 500. The games they lost, like this game against Dallas last week, oh, that got me right in my chin. <laughs> but I understand. I got it. It's back me a back to back right now. My small quick win, my small victory or quick win is the fact that AD is still healthy and he's played what almost twenty games of the season. So I, I gotta I gotta pick and choose my battles of what I want to be upset about. And if, if that means Rui's hurt, Gabe Gabe Benson, there to be, I'll take that. As long as the LBJ and AD are able to continue to gel. Reeves recovered from the summer of his activities, which D-Lo's going to show up. So my co-host, my co-host just lied to you, fans. He just lied to you because last year when they were under 500, he was looking through. He was looking and watching them just like this. Uh, He was still watching. He was still watching. Fans, he he ain't true to you. (laughs) I peaked a couple times. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jim Carrey said a liar, liar. It was me. It was me. <laughs> oh, we want to close on that note and tell our fans, man, we're hoping that you're having as much fun as we are. As we go into this holiday season, let's be careful, please, of child safety as they take these breaks from schools. And let's be thankful, thankful of our military servicemen, uh, wherever they may be, our, our soldiers, our sailors, our Marines, our airmen. They are probably abroad and maybe away from their families. And that's so that we can enjoy the freedom that we enjoy today, right here, right now. So as you celebrate, as you get your decorations up, you get your tree together, just say a little prayer for that military person who may be separated from their family, would love the comfort of warmth and a home, their home, like you have. And to my, my service members, I salute you again. And I give you, I say thanks. And that's me. Taking, I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, taking it to the house. And I'm out. On that note, as we said, take care of your buddies. This is that time of year that can be extremely emotional for some. And we enter a space of depression. Call your people. Call your friends. Call your families. Talk to them. Make sure they're okay. Not only is this a season of festivities, but also, again, a season of some memories. And sometimes uh, it may not be as pleasant. So we enter this holiday season. Be that cheer in someone's life. Be that joy in someone's life. Be that laughter for them. Hey, we'll see you every Monday, give you some laughter. But in between that time, yeah. say hello. Be courteous. Be the reason for the season. And give someone a reason to see you next season. Hey, well, I love you all. It's been great. We've had a great month. I'm glad you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving based upon all the pictures and all the shout outs on our social media. It seemed like y'all had a good time. Look, we got three weeks left to the next big time, which is Christmas. I ask you all to enjoy, continue to hit us up on our social media sites. We love you. Take it to the house. It's out. Till next week. Holla.